0: Welcome back to the Strength and Speed Podcast. I'm your host, Strength and Speed owner, and Conquer the Gauntlet Pro, Evan Preparis. I've got two guests with me. I'm going to bring one of them on, and then we'll do a word from our sponsors, and then we will jump into today's content. So joining me, I have my teammate, another Conquer the Gauntlet Pro team member, Jenny Overstreet. Jenny, welcome.
1: Hi. Hi, guys.
0: Yeah. Um, and then I got someone else in the line. Before we get to him, though, this episode is brought to you by Amino Co. With over 30 years of research by a world-renowned scientific team, AminoCo has determined the precise blends of amino acids needed for you to become more fit, increase your lean muscle mass, and improve your overall metabolic health. So, I've tried uh, two AminoCo products, Perform and Heal. Perform is an essential amino acid blend with 60 milligrams of caffeine, so it's great for a pre-workout or kind of a midday pick-me-up. Uh, one scoop of Perform helps me improve performance and endurance in my workouts, so whether I use that before the workout or kind of midday just because I'm feeling a little sluggish. The amino acid blend is optimized to improve muscle performance while providing mental support and energy. So just one scoop is enough to kind of feel the difference and get things going. Or if you need more energy, you can always add in more scoops. Uh, say two to three are the recommended for athletes for maximum results. AminoCo's products are keto-friendly, soy-free, non-GMO, and the ingredients are 100% clean, which is something that's really awesome. It's a great pre-workout product or midday pick-me-up that tastes great. You know, personally, my favorite. Flavor is Blue Raspberry. I think it tastes delicious. The other product of theirs I've tried is Heal, which is a post-workout and recovery product. It's amino acid-based, just like Perform, uh, but this one has some whey protein in it. I've tried their all-natural flavor. It's a sour apple flavor. I think it tastes really good. Heal is also 100% science-backed and originally developed for astronauts. And just like Perform, it's clinically proven to build muscle and speed recovery. It's a great product for those looking to keep their muscle mass and stay lean while keeping calories lower. Heal also very effective for accelerating surgical and injury recovery, which are crucial for athletes, especially OCR athletes. If anyone wants to give these products a try, you can head over to Aminoco.com TSS. So Aminoco.com TSS, as in Team Strength Speed. And you can use code STRENGTH, which will give you 30% off plus a free gift. Uh, So check that out and also keep an eye out because I'll be doing a couple of reviews on muttering guide. All right, let's get back to today's episode. Let's bring on our guest. Our guest is as of this past weekend, the champion of Indian mud run on the male side. So I got Logan Broadbent, the boomerang expert and pro obstacle course racer for the Spartan pro team. Logan, welcome back. Hey Evan. Hey Jenny. Glad to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you back. I really enjoyed having you on last time. Um, if anyone hasn't listened to that episode with Logan, please go back and listen to it. I think it came out great. And his boomerang accomplishments, I'm, you know, after listening to it, I, I sat down and watched the Dude Perfect video you were on, which has something like 2 million views or something insane. And, yeah, it's got uh, 100,
2: 105 million right
0: now. I oh, think. I'm sorry. I it was off by a factor of like uh, <laughs> 50. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no big deal. Um, the what i love about the video is you throw these insane shots you'll hit something and the dude perfect guys are going nuts and you're like yeah that was pretty good like it almost seemed like it, it wasn't even a big deal for you and the dude perfect guys are going going completely apit so uh, i really enjoyed it go go check it out i've been like. doing it
2: i've been doing it in my whole life so you know it's a little less uh little less exciting you know 33 years into it but uh but yeah it is it's awesome it's really fun and actually um, everybody can look out if, if you watch that video um, I'll actually be heading out there here in uh, about a week and a half and we're going to be shooting a boomerang trick shots part two with yes. Dude Perfect. that yes. is going to be a step up from the initial
0: video so yeah we're gonna we're gonna
2: pull out all the stops on this one
0: and then convince them to do a dude perfect obstacle course racing edition I'm not sure what that looks like in practice uh, <laughs> but they can figure it out so just kind of, just kind of float that idea by them. <laughs> I love
2: that idea. I love that idea,
0: and I've always said, you know, uh, obstacle course racing
2: should incorporate boomerang somehow into an obstacle because, uh, I mean, we already have what spear throws, and we, some places have hatchets, stuff like that. has uh, hatchet, yeah. Yeah, boomerangs would would definitely give me a a little bit of an edge.
0: Uh, yeah, I think it would give you all the edge. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's jump into. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Logan, uh, but not too much because. We we covered him pretty in-depth last time, kind of more of like what is going on for him this season. And then we're going to spend the majority of the episode talking about the epic Indian mud run. So, you know, t- local vent turned into almost like worldwide phenomenon in the OCR world. And uh, just an amazing course packed with 85 obstacles. And the Battle of lines Lions bill crew is out there uh, helping put together some of the more technical obstacles that people may have encountered. So before we get to that, though, let's start off, Logan. You know, what have you been up to? uh, since we talked to you last and in 2021. Yeah. So, um, so obviously since we talked last things, uh, things
2: have, have, uh, have been shaken up a little bit, obviously with the global pandemic. Um, but, uh, but didn't allow that to, to really slow me down in terms of, of training or of preparing for OCR, um, you know, getting out there, hitting trails, hitting the track, um, just loving to do what we do, um, doing quite a bit of rock climbing, um, I was planning to do American Ninja Warrior last year, and that was actually, uh, they canceled my city uh, that, I was, um, that I was called to, to, to go to, um, but I did compete on American Ninja Warrior this season in Tacoma, uh, so that episode will be coming up, so that required me to, I think that's July 12th, it'll be on, but uh, that one required me, obviously, to, to work on obstacle proficiency, uh, to con- continue to keep uh, that grip and upper body strength. Um, but, uh, but haven't taken any time off of running either. So I've been, been running, been climbing, been doing everything that I typically do, throwing boomerangs on occasion, and, um, yeah, haven't missed, haven't missed a beat.
0: Cool. And then I know you've had some pretty good OCR results uh, before Indian Mun Run, including in the Spartan National Series. Um, so you yeah. Sh- share a little bit about that with us. Yeah. 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 So I decided to go down to Jacksonville,
2: uh, at the end of February. Um, you know, it's always a good time to see everybody. I know everybody was very eager to get back to racing, uh, after a year off of, of Spartan races at least. And, um, and so I popped down to Jacksonville and wasn't, you know, didn't have huge expectations for myself. It's hard to kind of know where you stand, um, until you're racing on a regular basis. Uh, but I felt good in my training. Uh, The block of work that I'd been doing, you know, over the winter here in Cleveland uh, felt pretty good. Obviously, uh, it's a little bit warmer down in, uh, in Jacksonville. And it wasn't really a course. It was designed for me. Right. It's flat. It's short it's uh, kind of an all out, you know, sprint. And, uh, and for me, I think of myself more as a longer distance guy. uh, Despite being in Cleveland, Ohio, I like hills, I like climbs, I like going up and down. um, And I like really technical, you know, trails and and stuff like that. Uh, So definitely, you know, not what Jacksonville was, but, um, uh, but I actually ran really well, I ran well there, I ran through the mud, pretty quickly and efficiently. Um, you know, I uh, made a good decision on the tire flip uh where I wasted a little less time than some others, um, you know, burned through my burpees on that one and um, you know, and ended up on the podium. I think that was a surprise to a lot of people. Um, but uh, you know, but if you look at my history and you know what I've done in the past. Um, you know, I kind of fly under the radar a little bit, and I'm not very self-promoting, so, uh, so it makes sense maybe uh, if people didn't have me on the list, but uh, I think that that kind of put people on notice maybe for, for this year, and, um, uh, you know, so I was, I was really happy with the result there in, in Jacksonville, and I plan to do the remainder of the U.S. National Series, so we have Utah coming up in, uh, like, mid to late July. Uh, we have Asheville, um, I think, July 31st. Uh, I've got the Spartan uh, West Virginia Beast uh, as part of the U.S. National Series uh, in late August. Uh, And I plan to uh, I plan to be at all those events. And I think maybe I think Big Bear might be the last one in October um, for the other U.S. National Series race. So uh, so plan to see me doing those.
0: Cool. Yeah, you answered my next question, which is going to be what else is on the National Series tour? Because I haven't been paying too close attention. Uh, yeah so this year
2: year they're taking like your top three performances in the five national series races so you know we'll see we'll see how utah and asheville and west virginia go and decide whether i have to show up to big bear but uh um, you know, but, uh, you know, going up to elevation from being in Cleveland, um, uh, might be a challenge. So Utah might be a little bit of a rough race for me, but, you know, I might as well show up and, and do my best and, and try it out. But we have a lot of other stuff going on in between there too, other races, other competitions. And, um, you know, that's just, uh, you know, one series that, uh, that I'm keeping on the forefront.
0: You kind of alluded to it. What other events you got on your, on your list coming up for this year?
2: Yeah. So we've got, uh, you know, obviously some boomerang tournaments, uh,
0: dude, perfect shoot
2: again. Um, but, uh, later in the year, I, I plan to be, I'll probably do the Indiana, uh, kind of the Midwest, uh, Spartan race. It's, it's a little bit closer to me, which is always good. Uh, we have OCR world championships in Stratton, which, uh, I love Stratton mountain. That's, um, uh, I just love that venue. And I, I love the the style of race there where, you know, you, they run us straight up to the top of the mountain first thing. Um, at the past two North American championships, I finished fourth, um, you know, at that race, at that venue, uh, just off the podium in the, in the elite wave. Uh, so I would love to, you know, to be on top, um, you know, with, uh, with some more, more competition. Um, we've got Boston, the Boston Marathon, October 9th. So I'm still doing running. I'm still doing distance running. Um, you know, I've qualified for the Boston Marathon, probably run that in October. And then, um, uh, and then we'll see what else pops up. You know, there's a lot of other fun ones I've been meaning to do. Um, there's a Highlander Assault race in Illinois. There's, uh, you know, some stadium races that look like a lot of fun that might be cool to, uh, to throw my hat in. Um, and then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what pops up on the schedule. But I, I like to keep things pretty flexible. I have kind of those main races that I definitely want to do. Um, but it's possible. I just show up for one weekend. I have a, I have a free
0: day and I'll pop out to, you know, wherever to race. Gotcha. Good stuff. Now, you know, and uh, Abu Dhabi at the end of the year, I forgot to mention Abu Dhabi. Oh, nice. You're going out the way out to Abu Dhabi. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Let's go run in the sand a little bit. Why not?
0: I love it. I'm actually (laughs) interested in going out for that. If uh, my schedule would allow for it. I know some people were, were hating on the, the Middle East but I, I go there all the time so I mean you know, I don't know it doesn't bother me and Abu Dhabi and Dubai are like the most westernized parts of the Middle East right. that you can possibly get like it's I mean it, 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 it is it is pretty it, it is close to being in the Middle East without like I mean you are in the Middle East but like you're so it, it's just so different from like every other country I've been to so oh yeah
2: yeah there's Starbucks there's McDonald's there's, exactly uh, you know all of those places I, I was in Qatar um, on my way to the, the, uh, boomerang world championships in Perth, Australia. And I stopped through Qatar for a couple of days oh, and nice. uh, that's a, it's a much more strict country. It's a little bit different. Um, so that was a really unique, uh, cultural experience, right. To be there. Uh, but
0: I think Abu Dhabi would be, uh, you know, if you're going to go, if you're going to go out there and race, I think this is a place to do it. Yeah. I, I spent, uh, I spent a couple of months in Qatar. So very, nice. very familiar with the area. Oh yeah. Did when, get,
1: when is Abu Dhabi again? Is it November?
2: I think it's December 3rd through the 5th or something. Oh, yeah, okay. it's uh, like that first week in uh, December. Gotcha.
0: And speaking of the Middle East, I'm going to give my, my friends over at Hannibal Race a quick shout out. Uh, they just announced they're doing races again. First one, August 8th in Lebanon. So uh, currently not planning on going out for it. But nice. I, I'm just excited to see my friends over in the Middle East there um, putting on race again, especially they were, uh, they were locked down pretty good for, for the last year. So that's exciting.
2: Yeah, I'm sure they're eager to race too, just like just like the rest of us. Yes,
0: yeah, exactly. Awesome. Did you go to the uh the Museum of Islamic Art while in Qatar?
2: Yes, I did. Man, that was spectacular. Yeah, it an
0: incredible an incredible place. The it was beautiful. the the physical building in the museum, I was more excited about than the act than some of the art, most of the art, yeah. art to be honest with you, right? Like yeah. Cause it's—I uh, don't know if you realize it—but it's like it's on a man-made little island. Like they built that little island, and then yeah. they they built this gorgeous building on top of it by uh, the same guy who did the Louvre pyramids. Uh, I am Pei. I am Pei. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yep.
0: So really cool building. Yeah.
2: He also built the uh, the Hancock Building in Chicago. If anybody's familiar with the uh, John Hancock Building there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting.
0: One of my favorite architects. Ooh, you have, you have, do you have a list of favorite architects or is this just i've got a few i've got a few okay. you know okay. some residential
2: some commercial some you know a little bit bigger i think frank Gehry does some really cool unique stuff with his you know if you ever see a building that has like these large steel or aluminum like shingles that are have no right angles that's frank gary he, he, he designs those they all have issues with like you know water and drainage but uh but they look really cool. so that's good <laughs>
0: Well, back to OCR. What were we yeah. talking about? <laughs> just, just talking about racing and stuff like that. So um, yeah. get, you, you don't have to answer this one if you don't want. I don't want you to get in any trouble. Um, the I know, I know last time we talked, uh, I was like, oh, are you on the Spartan team for this year? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> and then fast forward, like literally like 48 hours, you messaged me like, oh, I am on the Spartan team. I was like, cool. Um, are the um, – did everyone, my understanding is like some of the top names did not come back. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. So we weren't asked to sign any type of contract this year. Okay. Uh, so there's no like contractual obligations, right? With, with Spartan, uh, at least, you know, as of, uh, as of uh, what is it? July 1st, 2021, um, you know, but, uh, but get to race, you know, get, uh, get, get a couple of little perks and stuff um I, I think a lot of folks are out there who are relying on the sport for income right mm-hmm. which is important and it's important to you know take care of those athletes and uh they're probably bigger names in the sport right than than mine um and i think we need to respect that uh you know they're elevating the sport right in in that regard and, and should be rewarded for it um you know for me career i've got uh you know OCR which I absolutely love and I'm super passionate. I continue to to grow and expand and um you know, but uh, uh but I don't rely on it for my livelihood. Right, right like a sole
0: source it's, of income.
2: It's a little yeah. bit of a different story there.
0: Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well, Yep. The lights in my office just went out. I have a motion sensor, so we're recording this in my new office. I moved locations and uh we've got a motion sensor and now I'm sitting in the dark and it does not <laughs> does not recognize me. Why? There we go. Okay. I've lights back on. Okay. Yeah, interesting. I I figured that's kind of what went ha- what happened. Um I didn't really have any of the de- any of the details. I just kind of assumed um basically with COVID and uh you know right. essentially Spartan, I mean I'm going to make a a pretty uh, I'm going to make an inference here, a guesstimation here that like they were essentially hemorrhaging money for a year, like sure. pretty substantially, right? right? Between uh, buying Tough Mudder and all their debt, and then essentially having no race registrations for a year, right? Like mm-hmm. that's probably going to put the business in a pretty pretty rough place. Um, so you know, uh, you know, like we're like we're saying, you know, there are athletes who depend on this for the livelihood, but right, like, sure. but if Spartan at the same time is giving away all the the same benefits, you know maybe there's not a Spartan race in another two years. Right. Like, right. Right. You know, we got, I mean, we got to balance the, like the, the sport itself with like the athletes. So um I'm not right, saying I'm, right. I'm on Spartan side or on the athlete side. I'm just saying things are always more complicated than they seem at uh first glance. It is, it is. And I
2: think a lot of people look at it as, Oh, it's just massive, you know, massive company, massive business Uh that may be true. It's a relatively, you know, it's a medium sized business, but Um, But what are the margins, right? How much are they investing into the sport, into advertising for the sport, into getting more people involved in the sport? And what are you left with at the end of the day that can be split amongst uh, different priorities, right? Whether it be, you know, new races, new venues, new obstacles, uh, people to help support um, the race and, you know, set the, you know, set the trails and everything or, um, you know, or paying, uh, paying athletes, right, to, to compete, Um, and it's not just, you know, I, I always like to keep in mind that there are a lot of people who, uh, benefit from the sport who aren't necessarily that elite level. Right. And, um, you know, but they're still out there, they're still getting after it. And that's something worth investing into. Um, so, uh, yeah, just something, something we want to keep in mind if we want the, the sport to continue to grow and, and, and succeed. And we want to continue to do this for years to come. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. Good stuff. Good insight. I, I yeah. always, I always appreciate your insight. I appreciate that. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth
2: anything, but Hey, you know, whatever.
0: All right. Let's jump into Indian mud run, right? Uh, I mean, Indian mud run, you know, a couple years ago, I'd say it was just kind of like a blip on the radar. There's like, Oh, there's this brand Indian mud run that brought these floating walls to OCR world championships. And then mm-hmm. I feel like their presence there. And then, um, for a while, like Hubie was actually driving around to some other events and like carrying this monstrosity, right? Because you brought like the full floating walls with the, yes. the scaffolding uh, to several other events. And then since then, it's kind of blown up a little bit and it's got a, uh, like, I know I put it on my Mudrun Guide's Ultimate OCR Bucket List, the book I wrote, um, highlighting yeah. the brand. And, um, you know, it's been on my bucket list for the last, since, since 2017, it was the first year I really wanted to go. And it just hasn't lined up really well until... This year, which also didn't line up really well, <laughs> I was in the middle of moving houses, but I was well, like, you, you still know did what, it. I was like, we're just gonna drive out there. Um, so that's what we did. Uh, so Jenny, give me your uh, some of your first thoughts on um, experiencing Indian Mud Run. Because I know all three of us is our first time uh, running the event.
1: Yeah. Um. So I, I mean, I really kind of stepped into sport at in 2019 and I had heard about it and then really wanted to do it in 2020, which obviously couldn't have happened. Um, and I just, I was kind of like you, I was like, okay, I'm finding a way to make it work this year. I don't, (laughs) I don't care what it comes down to. It just looks so fun. And it definitely lived up to the hype because it was pretty incredible. Um, Definitely, something I think every racer should do at some point in their life if they can um, yeah i don't I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> it's just an awesome experience so
0: give me um, give me the distance and number of obstacles just uh to get highlight that first
1: um okay, so it it is supposed to be six, six and a half miles um eighty five obstacles we know that um Supposedly. my gps was showing like 7.3 so, yeah that's
0: closer um, and that's about what i had too yeah 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 it yeah, definitely I was, was more like over seven seven point two or 7.1 7.2 around there
1: yeah. yeah yeah and and being there it depends how many wrong it turns
0: and, it depends how many wrong turns you took on the way
1: yeah. that's true yeah i i definitely took one
2: <laughs> um, oh, so really, I, I, thought I thought the course was marked pretty good for, for the most part oh, most it was. of the areas it was. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it definitely it definitely was well marked. But when you're when you're going all out and yeah. you're you're trying to maintain some momentum, it's easy to miss a turn here or there and, and have to backtrack a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Overall, it was marked very, very well. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, you guys know, going through that terrain up and down, you can see how GPS would get thrown off quite a bit because there was just some spots where you're like crawling up ravines and digging through the woods and everything. It was it was pretty incredible. So.
0: Yeah. yeah. Logan, give me your, some of your initial impressions. Well, first of all, I guess let's before let, before I get into that, uh, Jenny, tell me how you did. What was your placement?
1: Um, I placed fifth in the in the female
0: um, elite group. So And who is ahead of you? I'm I'm gonna highlight this. I'm gonna um Amy okay, good.
1: came in first. CGG Ashley Pro Samples. Team. CGG protein. Yep, team. yep, CGG Pro Team, Ashley Samples, CTG Protein was second. Um, Chrissy, I'm not even sure what her last name is, <laughs> um, third. I,
0: Spoil-
1: I think that spo- spo- spoiled
0: our complete sweep, but that's fine. Yeah, I'm not Chrissy's mad, at, yeah. I'm not mad yeah. at Chrissy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then, uh, Michelle wonky was fourth
0: also so, on our team. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you. and
1: they, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. That they, um, give awards out to the top five because, um, yeah, that was I cool. mean, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty tough course. So I, I mean, I'm pretty proud of even a top five finish, you know, so um so yeah it was fun
0: yeah that that field the field on the men and women's side was was brutal i mean it was and then like you said the course was super hard um i i was way way back there uh behind uh logan so logan tell me tell me how you finished
2: oh you weren't that far back (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty far back (laughs) yeah um yeah so where did i so i finished uh in first place in the men's uh elite field and um felt really felt good about that um definitely uh you know definitely a super tough race so as jenny was saying uh yeah north of seven miles for sure 85 plus obstacles and like legitimate obstacles like difficult obstacles not ones that you'll uh you'll see anywhere else and um except maybe ocr worlds and those places where, where they're shipping them out but um but yeah and super technical trail right? Like very slippery, a lot of scrambling. I actually, you know, during the race, I was like, man, I should come back here and go bouldering, right? Do some rock climbing. (laughs) There's some like legitimate, uh, you know, walls out here. Um, so yeah, so it was incredible. And yeah, I I ended up in, in, in first place. Um, uh, Jones took second place. Um, and, uh, then Jason West, a really strong athlete. If those of you don't know Jason, um, uh you should. He's 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 always contending at any race he shows up at. Uh, I feel he took like he, third. I feel, I feel like uh, he flies Robbie, under the
0: radar too. He
2: does, man. He flies under the radar. He's got a family. He's got, you know, he's a busy guy. Um, but it was really close between um so it was myself, uh seven minutes back was VJ, about seven minutes back from that was uh Jason uh west and then uh jason and robbie gingrich uh were really close there at the end i think they ended up being about eight seconds apart but they were on the floating walls at the same time uh kind of trying to rush through it um which is not one that you necessarily want to rush through um but it it was anybody's race so that was cool to watch that finish uh and then dustin Livingood uh, wasn't too far
0: behind those guys uh he took the fifth place spot and, and walked home with some hardware nice nice yeah i was so, I mean, we, you know, before the race, we were talking and we we're like, um, I was talking to David Mainprize, uh, Battle of the Lions owner, um, who was out there actually doing some of the builds on like, I think he actually put together the low rig and the ending of uh, floating walls. So floating walls was floating walls, the normal floating walls. And then the top, which we'll talk about in a minute, was essentially a trapeze thing. So it was like swinging mm-hmm. bar, swinging bar uh maybe another swinging bar i don't know yeah and, another one and then two rings and then two rings before you you got to the end so it was kind of a cool different different style finish um uh, but he was out there and we we're like we we're like yeah i'm pretty sure vj is gonna vj is gonna win and like basically smoke the smoke the field um so i hope you i hope you don't take offense to that logan but I, I thought it was i thought it was an obviously you're a very good athlete and you're um phenomenal but to me it was i i was i was surprised to see you uh standing at the top of the podium and uh pleasantly surprised because yeah. Uh, I'm better friends with you than I than I am with VJ. So <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love VJ. I mean VJ and I are tight. We're 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 good friends and uh I think uh I'm not offended whatsoever, uh Evan. So if you listen <laughs> to anybody who was talking about the race, a lot of people didn't know I was going to be there. You know, I kind of signed up, you know, that week and uh didn't really announce it or anything. Um but uh, you know, but I, I don't know that many people would have put their money on me because I'm not you know, really not that high profile yet. Right. Um, I'm still kind of, uh, you know, just, just a guy out here doing my thing, but, uh, um, but I think people in Ohio, uh, kind of knew what to expect, especially up in the Cleveland area, people I train with, um, you know, people who I see it, you know, smaller races, more localized stuff. Um, you know, they know what my strengths are and they knew that this course was, was something that, uh, uh that I could really throw the hammer down on and, um, uh, you know, and do really well at. So, uh, yeah, so I was, I was happy to, to, you know, bring home the win, but, uh, you know, but VJ also had a great race, you know, tremendous performance and, um, different style of race than what he would typically be used to. Um, for sure. I mean, different style than anybody would be used to, right. It's the hardest, it's probably the toughest OCR race in the world right now. And, um, you know,
0: so I'm definitely not offended if you didn't have (laughs) me, uh,
2: have me uh, ahead
0: of VJ on paper. So for, for, for our listeners, if anyone ran, uh, King's domain or battle frog Cincinnati or OCR world championships, 2014, 2015, that was very similar to the ter- terrain where you're constantly up and down. There's a lot of technical footing. Um, there are parts that are kind of hard to run on and there's, there's some other parts that are a little bit more runnable. Um, lots of elevation and, uh, especially over that distance. And then it was just si- also similar to OCR, obviously it was just packed with obstacles, right? It was just like obstacle after obstacle. And, um. You know, I didn't think anything was super um, super difficult, but uh, doing them back to back really made it challenging. And then, if you did the Chiefs Challenge, the three lap challenge, which wasn't timed, there's was just a go no go type thing. Then it mm-hmm. it's really added a lot more stress. Um, before we get to that though, so have you beaten VJ on uh, Spartan courses? Sure. Before? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah.
2: I've I've beaten him in a couple. You know, a few in Tahoe and. Um, you know, there's probably a handful, right? Okay. We, okay. Where we've met each other and, and, and race and, and I've you know done pretty well. Um, I think anytime we met at Stratton, I think he focused more on the 3k and the, uh, and the team race. So I didn't get to race him in the 15k. Um, you know, but that's, you know, that's always a good race, you know, good race for me too. So, um, yeah, yeah. A couple times, but I think if you, if you stack us up in the most races that we've done together, uh, he's, you know, uh, since he's, gotten to where he is now, uh, he's, he's finished ahead of me probably more often.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. And Um, most people. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, great race. Um, share with me, Jenny, give me some of your favorite obstacles real quick.
1: Oh, um, okay. So I think they call it the red rig. It's one that, um, Sydney and David, designed or got to design this time themselves. Um, So they did the pretty long cargo net to rings that kind of ascend and descend like Valkyrie and then another cargo net. Um, I just thought it was fun. It was like doable but pretty challenging and and, and just kind of fun to get through. Way back in the woods, as you guys know, um, I had heard that there was a slide, but it, um, I didn't realize how fast it was actually oh, going my to goodness.
0: be. <laughs> it's so um, fast.
1: It's so fast. Um, someone had said that at some point they had a radar gun out there a couple years ago and they were clocking like 35 to 38 miles an hour. I don't know <laughs> if that's true. Um, <laughs> that's just what I heard, but it definitely felt at least that fast because it was pretty insane, but it was a lot of fun um and if, then if yeah if you then... want if you
0: want to get a good laugh uh, um if your gps watch does the exact moment in time kind of splits uh oh. check it out for the slide someone i think there was a uh someone was saying like i think it was jason williams was like um his gps watch was like you know like you were running a 230 minute mile and it was like what <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even
1: think about looking at that i'll have to go back and look <laughs> that's hilarious um, and then, then just that very last obstacle with the floating walls was so much fun. Um, again, another thing that's like sort of challenging but very doable, and just it was really fun to to get through and get up on those trapeze bars and the rings to finish it off. So, yeah.
0: yeah the, so this uh, back to the slide again. I mean, like you said, I was completely shocked how fast I was going. Um, yeah. To. You know, like, when you go down a water park, at, when you go down a slide at, like a water park, it's been engineered. There's been a lot of thought put into it. There's a lot of these, like, safety, you know, like, it, it, you know, thousands of people are going across it a day. And, <laughs> like, Indian Mud Run, it's like, we threw this tarp on the side of the hill, and there's water going down it. Just, <laughs> yeah. just, just rock it, baby. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. I wasn't the first one to ever do that slide, because
2: over the years, I think people have, like, channeled, like, a little bit of a groove in the yeah. hill. So at least you know you're not going to fly to the left or fly to the right, at least until you get to the bottom, right? Then right, yes. right. it's anyone's game. It's anyone's <laughs> guess where you're going to go. But, nothing that thing was uh, unnerving for sure.
0: And, and to be fair, I'm not tracking any injuries on it. And then on top of that, if you actually went behind the scenes, again, because I talked to David, um, main prize, like they went through that area and like ripped up every root and rock. And uh, they, again, they also like kind of created uh, lanes – to keep people like in the slide, so yeah. Um, yeah, no, no actual fear of falling out, but on first glance, you're like, oh, we were just we're just gonna roll down this hill at 35 miles an hour. Cool. So. <laughs> that in itself is a reason to come to uh,
2: Indian Mud Run just to experience that thing. That was uh, I,
1: I agree. Was yeah. Cool.
2: yeah, along with all the other all the other crazy obstacles they throw at you, it's uh yeah, it's it's well worth it.
0: Quick reminder that this episode is brought to you by Amino Co. You can find their patented products at aminoco.com TSS, and you get 30% off with the code STRENGTH. One of the things I really like about AminoCo is all their products have been proven through actual clinical trials, uh, so you know you're getting the best and you know it works. It's pretty crazy to see how much scientific data there is backing up these products. AminoCo uses a precise combination of essential amino acids in their products, which are proven compounds, with many years of scientific data backing up their effectiveness. Performs a great pre-workout product, which helps improve strength, focus, and endurance. And Heal's a great post-workout product for those that want to recover faster but keep their slim physique or racing weight. You get a lot of the same benefits of recovery as you would with something like whey protein, but at a much lower caloric cost. In clinical trials, Heal was shown to be four times as effective as whey protein at triggering muscle repair. So you know it's good stuff. Make sure you check them out. I recommend Blue Raspberry as my favorite flavor of Perform. Again, you can check out their products at aminoco.com slash TSS and get 30% off with the code STRENGTH plus a free gift for uh, new users. All right, let's get back to today's episode. All right, let's jump back into the episode. So Logan, we're uh, le- left off with you. Tell me about some of your favorite obstacles at Indian Mud Run.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot to list here because um, yeah, there so, are yeah, obviously a ton of really good rigs. They had, uh, they had the nuclear ninja rings um, so basically an ascending, descending, uh, you know, series of rings or where you have to hold, you hold the rings and you have to hook them on the, um, you know, on the poles. So that was kind of cool. Um, they had a super low barbed wire crawl. So a lot of barbed wire crawls, I'm a pretty low guy, right? I'm not very tall. Uh, so I could stay pretty high on most, uh, crawls. This one, I had to be down on my belly getting, you know, getting through it. And then you had to crawl under very low, uh, low log at the end. Uh, so that was, that was kind of cool. Um, the low rig was awesome. Um, you know, there is, uh, uh, you know, it's pretty tough. Uh, you know, you can think through it and, and get through it pretty quickly, but you could also get hung up kind of in the middle where you're trying to transfer between uh, these two kind of horizontal uh, bars. Um, the Gibbon, of course, Force five Gibbons was there as well, um, which if you've been to NORAM or OCR Worlds, uh, that one's very technique focused and I kind of missed the release. So you're holding these two uh, dolls and you have to hook them into, um, you know, into the uh, uh, what brackets. do you call them? the cradles, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And, brackets, and I missed the first one. So that made me a little nervous because I was hanging there for a minute, came a little bit closer because I was trying to skip and then uh, and they got through it pretty quickly. And VJ and I were together right during that one, too. Uh, so he and I were trying to go through as quickly as possible. Uh, the low rig, we we kind of approached that one together. Uh, I got through that one a little bit quicker. Um, but uh, but he and I were both trying to just get through this stuff pretty fast. Um, and then they had a weaver. They had a weaver over the water, which is pretty I love cool, that. right? And so weaver is a really, you know, kind of a technical obstacle. There's You can do it multiple ways, but there are better ways than others to do it. So if you've seen it before um you know maybe you have a little bit of an advantage but uh but that's that's always a really good one uh you know, jenny mentioned the massive slide which is uh just awesome um they had a 40 foot like monkey bar you know type of deal um, so that was pretty sweet um they even had a couple versions of floating floating walls they had one where you actually climbed onto the floating wall and then you had to climb up and over it. So it's pivoting underneath you as you're trying to climb over this wall. And I think there was a rope on the other side, but I yep. tend to jump from the top of everything uh, to save a couple seconds. And so I'm pretty sure I just jumped down from the from the top of that one. But uh, uh, but that's kind of unique and a little bit unnerving trying to go over a floating wall. Um, so that was cool.
0: I started going uh, across that one sideways like the other ones. And then <laughs> the, yeah. the guy yeah. yelled at me and I was like, oh, I was like, I thought it was weird that there was another, like a third flo- set of floating walls in the same race, but yeah, this makes right, sense. Right, right.
2: I got to it and didn't really know what to do, but luckily there was a volunteer there. I was like, do I go over this? Because it seemed kind of short, and I, yeah. the trail didn't go to the left or the right. It was on the opposite side of it. So I was like, all right, well, we'll figure this out. Um,
0: yeah, so and essentially, cool. there only would have been one, if you were going across, there's only one lane um, yeah Yeah, exactly exactly make much
2: sense so people would line up for sure yeah so uh, if
0: if you're using your brain um (laughs) it would have been obvious but like again your your heart's at max heart rate right and you're just trying to get through things as fast as you can so you're you're not a hundred percent there.
2: There were so many times in the race where, uh, you know, I'm just going full speed and then I had to stop and like look around and I'm like, where am I, you know, where am I supposed to go until I see those flags again, right? The little the ribbons on the, on the trees and stuff. I would even ask the volunteers and they wouldn't tell me where to go. And I was, <laughs> at one point we went up this uh, rope ladder that was attached to the clip, like to the rock and you had to go up this rope ladder. And then you get to the top, there's a couple of volunteers at the top, you know, for safety reasons, And, um, I'm looking around and like, I start running to the left and then like, I have no idea where to go. And so eventually I'm like running around trying to figure out where to go. And I end up back at the bottom of that cliff, staring back up the same rope that I already climbed the rope ladder. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was just like, where's, you know, BJ's got to be close here. Right. He's got to be right on my tail. So, uh, so then I got to the top again and then I figured out where I was supposed to go. Um, but that was, that was, uh, you know, maybe a little bit, uh, maybe a little panicky at that point. (laughs) <laughs> um, but that was, <laughs> uh, and then there was, um, uh, of course, you know, the the cargo nets, you feel like you're so slow going over these long cargo nets over these ravines, because, um, y- you know, you feel like a-, a baby giraffe, like, trying to learn how to walk or something as you're trying to get across <laughs> these things, yeah. and, and I'm, like, rolling and, like, crawling, I'm, like, I really don't know the fastest way to do this, so. Uh, I'm I did the same And they were yeah, sagging, right? yeah. yeah. Man,
1: I tried I'm probably a... three or four different techniques, and I'm like, I, none of it's working. I'm just trying to move forward. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna
2: lay here and call it quits. Yeah, yeah it's like it's kind of like a, you know trying to crawl across like a giant hammock or something, you know.
0: Um, so that I was found cool. that if you stand like you know about three or four feet in from the edge and kind of put your hand right on the edge, um, it kind yeah. of sinks down rare, and then you can kind of walk. Um, the okay. first lap, right. I had a lot more trouble than the second and third laps. And um, I felt bad. Me and Amy Padgett went across on like the second lap. And there's some dude who was like halfway across when we started. And then we finished and he was like still halfway across. So I was like, <laughs> oh, oh man. man, I was like, I uh, that. guys are having a rough day. <laughs> I
2: wonder if he took a wrong turn and ended up back in front of it again and do it twice. That's funny. But uh, and then, of course, you know, floating walls are the last obstacle where you had the floating walls to the cargo net up to like the trapeze to the rings and then over. That was pretty cool. And at that point, you know, um, you know, there's nobody behind me. It was a finish. So I got to like go OH, you know, for, for my Ohio people. And, uh, you know, jump down from that and finish. So that was that that's a really cool, you know, cool way to finish the course. And if it's tight, it's going to be really fun for the crowd to watch two people try to fly through that thing. Yeah, uh, because technique matters.
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. And there's also uh, there's also a second slide, um, which I thought was really cool. Right. There was a slide. It was like a warped wall into a slide into a lake. And then you actually swam a little bit and then went over a vertical cargo net also in the lake. So you actually, there's actually an obstacle in the lake, um, which I thought was kind of cool. And the same thing after the first slide, the first big slide, there was like a bar you had to go over. Again, floating in the middle of the lake, which again, I thought was just a really unique uh, take on things.
2: Yeah, and if you're ever floating in the water and you have to climb and pull yourself out, it's tough, right? Like you're, you're way lower than you'd normally be. And uh, you you gotta hook your feet and like get up out of the water as you're climbing up this thing. It's it, it was it was pretty cool. I loved I, I loved the challenge of that. It's not something I've seen in other races.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then uh, last one we I think we forgot to mention. Uh, did we mention uh, Skull Valley yet? I don't oh, think Skull so. Valley, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, so you got some skulls um, on one side. You kind of sideways traverse right, and then uh, would it go to rings? Oh no, no, it it was like a ring, and then this like rotating kind of a uh, bar type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, it was
2: like
0: it, a, go for it. It was,
2: it was like an A-frame bar. Right. And, but it, it had two bars. So you could either go to the middle and stay balanced on it, or you can just go to one side and the whole thing would tilt right one direction. And you could try to muscle
0: through it. And then there was a ladder, there was like a mini ladder. And then it was the skull Valley uh, alternating side holds. Um, which I also didn't realize on the first laugh, And I go, like, I, I make the, I make, like, a pretty substantial reach for the first skull. And then I go to, to get to the second one, and I'm like, how am I supposed to reach this thing? And the guy's like, they're on both sides. I was like, right, they're on both sides. <laughs> and I'm like, I should have known that, because that's how Skull Valley is pretty much designed every time. It's like, ah. Yeah, it took me a second yeah, to figure yeah. that one out, too. I was on the first
2: one, like, mm, I'm not that tall. I don't know that I can make that reach without, you know, definitely falling on my face. But I never figured it out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So thankfully I'd gotten there the day before and we kind of walked around and looked at things. Otherwise I would have had the same issue on that second set of skulls because it was it would would have been a crazy reach. So
0: yeah. There was one lane where the, the first skull was kind of closer. So that, that was a big reach, but it wasn't insane. Um but when I went to do the second move, I was like, this thing is too far. Like I can't span this. <laughs> so yeah. It would be impressive if you did though. Maybe just lachay <laughs> to it or something. Just do a big yeah. dynamic move. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. And then uh, so me and Amy Padgett did the and uh, several other people had uh, signed up for the Chief Challenge. So Chief Challenge, three laps of Indian Mud Run's course. As of twenty twenty one, it is not time. So um, basically, after the first lap, you know, then it's kind of do the best you can on the obstacles and run the complete course. Um, Supposedly in 2022, Hubie is trying to add a competitive version of the Chiefs Challenge. So three laps, uh, you're saying it would probably start like before the elite wave. So you'd essentially have to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I didn't, didn't mention what the standard would be on mandatory obstacle completion or what. But um, I know by by lap three, my hands, uh, my, my hands are not quite in my normal ultra OCR shape yet. So I don't have calluses all in normal places. My hands are starting to get tore up. I, um, let's see. I, I cut my hand open once on Skull Valley on, on lap three. And then I was trying to avoid cutting it open more on the monkey bars. And then, so I'm leaning towards my other hand. And then I cut the other hand open. So now, then I had of course. one open hand wound on each hand. And then I go over a Destroyer and a- Amy's like, uh, you're leaving blood on the obstacle. And I was like, damn it. I was like, okay. Wow. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I should- I should probably not do some of the, so I, I think I skipped the rope climb on the last lap and I skipped actually a cargo net on um, the last lap just because I was like, uh, people probably don't want blood all over their obstacles. But Oh my gosh. But well, I was,
2: I was, you know, we were sprinting, you know, we were going so fast through the woods and over the, you know, the hard rocks and, you know, the slipperiness. And uh, I took a really hard tumble somewhere in like the first, probably in the first mile, mile and a half. And of course, VJ's right, you know, right with me, we're running together. And, um, uh, I was just happy you didn't step on me because I went down so hard and then your (laughs) adrenaline's pumping right after that. So you get up and you keep running and you forget about the pain, but you know, even now I'm still sore from wherever I fell, you know, my right side is just, uh, it's been killing me ever since. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Awesome. uh, So, uh, one quick comment back to the chief challenge, then we're going to start wrapping things up, but you know, the, one, I was like, oh, Chief John, three laps, no problem. And um, the course was pretty hard. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, even though it wasn't competitive and I'm not running super hard, so I'm not pushing myself to the normal level, like, I felt like I had I had done a full, like, ultra OCR. And by the end of the day, I had. Cause, I mean, but mm-hmm. it, it took us, I mean, it was taking us probably two hours per lap. It's a little over two hours per lap, and we we're moving at a decent pace. Um, and you're close to 22 miles at that 22 point. 22 miles, you know? and then it's like. Two hundred forty, it's like two hundred fifty obstacles. It's like insane, right? So, did you get the the elevation? Did you get the elevation change on this one? Yeah, I'm wondering on that too. I, I don't, I don't remember. What what did you get, Jenny? I I never trust the Um, elevation on my watch.
1: Okay, so on at the end of my first lap, I had over three thousand. I don't remember the exact number, but it was over three thousand. So. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and but I've heard as little as fifteen hundred and almost like four thousand from some people, so it's kind of all over the place.
0: Yeah, brutal, brutal. Yeah, and then uh, so we mentioned on the women's side, Amy Padgett won. Um, so I ran the, the the second third lap with her, and I need to give her a shout out because she had hundred percent completion for three laps, which is awesome. Just yeah. like I was like, I was just floored by uh by how well she was doing on, on these obstacles, like. And, you know, she's always in like a good mood. So she's, it's pretty funny she'd do it. And it would be like, was, did that even tire her out? So it was, it was pretty impressive. <laughs> I've with watch. Amy a lot
2: because she's up here in Cleveland, right? And she's the one who got me into, into OCR, right? In the first place. Like we were both Ninja Warrior people uh, and we were here in Cleveland and she got me hooked up with uh, the Cleveland obstacle racing Alliance or Cobra up here. And, um, and we were training together and like, anytime we go rock climbing, she's just a monster at rock. You know, she's so strong and she's so positive. Right. I think her mentality kind of, you know, helps her become better and better, just never being discouraged. Um, you know, when, you know, obviously like if she doesn't have her best performance, I'm sure she is discouraged, but you'll never know it. Right. Talking to her, hanging out with her. She's
0: just, she's just an amazing person.
1: Yeah, she's always got a smile on her face for
0: sure. If anyone wants to hear more from Amy, she was just on the Obstacle Running Adventures podcast. Uh they talked to her specifically about Indian Mud Run. So you can go back and listen to that. Um so that that's currently out as of this recording, which is July 1st. So nice. nice. Check that out. Okay. Uh my only so my only complaint from Indian Mud Run was um the chief challenge took all day, so I didn't get to talk to all the people I wanted to talk to because it was like it was like a mini OCRWC um, or mini NORAM, whatever you want to call it, right? Because the, the the waves are broken into age groups. So it's you're running with all the people your age. And it was, a lot of the people who go to NORAM or OCRWC who travel for it all came to this race. So I saw people posting about Indian Mud Run on uh, Sunday and Monday. And I was like, you were at the race? I didn't even see you um, <laughs> because I was out running running, <laughs> running, running around the course all day. So uh, that's my only complaint, which is more of a personal decision and a personal problem than anything.
1: Well, Evan, I will tell you that, you know, I signed up for Chiefs Challenge two days before, just on a whim, and I made it halfway through my second lap and realized I, well, I was trying to make it back for podiums, <laughs> um, got a ride back, and then once I was back, it was just all the people, I'm like, I, I don't want to go out again. <laughs> like I, I just was having a lot of fun with everyone that was there, so kind of kept me from doing what you did which yeah. was
2: uh, yeah, so, yeah I went I for you. you know part of a second you know part of a second lap with some friends and stuff and then again had to get back for awards and I wanted to like see everybody talk to everybody and again this this race should be like it should be like a pilgrimage for anybody who wants to like really take OCR seriously and really challenge themselves. So you do, you see people from all over. I mean, VJ came out, he lives in Colorado right now. So he came out because he really wanted to challenge himself on some tough obstacles. So it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty
0: cool. Yeah. All right. Let's start wrapping things up. Um, before we get going, um, Logan, tell us something people would be surprised to know about you. Do you got anything? Oh my God. I, I forgot to prep you for this one.
2: Geez. Well, we well we talked about boomerangs, right? I compete on the US boomerang team and I do that sort of thing. I think people kind of know that now. Yeah. Um ah, oh, geez. You know what? I'm actually I'm actually left-handed, although I throw right-handed. So in all my videos you see me throwing right-handed, but I write with my left hand, I eat with my left hand. I uh, Play pool with my left hand, uh, so yeah, kind of a weird, weird story. I think my dad forced me to throw right-handed when I was really young because he didn't want to make a lot of left-handed boomerangs, and you know, so ever since I've thrown with my right and done everything else with my left. So fun facts. Good, good one, Jen.
0: You got anything to add for your own that we haven't? Oh used gosh, uh,
1: that you haven't used already. I, um, I'm going to say this because I've had a couple people. I just recently posted a picture. I. I don't post a lot of um, my children's pictures and things on social media or anything, so the other day someone who I've known for several years just through the OCR community, not like on a real personal level, was shocked to know that I have two kids, so I'll say that. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I just don't put them out there a lot, so gotcha. yeah. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, so I'll, I'll match Jenny's, um, which I've, if you're listening to the podcast, you, you probably know this already, but I, I moved out of Kansas City mid-June, so I'm about two hours further west into the middle of kind of nowhere Kansas. So uh, if anyone's going through K-State area, um, I'm like two miles from their campus. So I I'm I now live in a new house. I'm in a new office, um, which is why I'm not sure what the, the acoustics in here sound like, but hopefully they came out good because we're not re-recording this. And, uh, yeah, I live in the middle of Kansas now, so I'll be here for a couple of years until, uh, until I'm done with the army and then we can go find something else to do. All right.
2: Nice. Nice.
0: Uh, shout outs to any, uh, friends, family sponsors, et cetera. Logan, what do you got?
2: Yeah. You know, um, so the, the, my sponsors, uh, my main sponsor would be Salming running North America. So Salming, uh, yeah, I raced in their OT comps, VJ raced in their OT comps as well this past weekend. Uh so awesome shoes, uh awesome company. Um I use Swiftwick socks. Uh they're great. <laughs> if you haven't tried them, get a pair. They're amazing. And uh what else? Um adaptive fuel. Adaptive fuel I use uh, you know, kind of to just stay sharp and to recover well. And um yeah, I think uh I think that pretty much covers it on my end. Jenny, what do you got? Um
1: as always all of our CTG Pro Team sponsors, but I'll give out a shout out to the ones that I use consistently almost every single day, and that is Mudgear, Squirrels Nut Butter, Endur Elite, and VJ Shoes.
0: So gotcha. So I'm gonna I'm gonna echo that and give a shout out to Squirrels Nut Butter, some anti-chafe product. The our point of contact over there, Eric uh, Sensiman, I believe it's pronounced the last name, finished 13th at Western States. Oh, all right, nice. so. Wow. Kind of a big deal, right? Like the, essentially the ultra running, I would, I would say it's pr- kind of the world championship. Um, but yeah, one of the biggest race, ultra running races in the world. So, yeah. Yeah. You that was going finish.
1: on the same day as Indian. So I was kind of trying to follow updates on that at the same time. So.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah, Mud Gear, if you haven't seen the Made Tougher commercial, make sure you go check that out. Uh, as of this recording, they actually just released like a, a shortcut, which has like just me in it, which is kind of cool um but they there <laughs> but the, the longer one has that has everyone and there are other ones with like just specific athletes um in there and let's see what else uh books available on uh, the strength speed team strength speed website uh go check it out i just reorganized some of it uh, kind of recently and have like my own um uh, i took some of my charity events and kind of separated them into uh, different categories so you can highlight uh some of my race results and see some more of bobby ross's content in there and then on top of that blegmit's uh back shipping now we're starting to run low on blegmit extremes but just got in more blegmit lights so if you're running toughest mutter, world's toughest mutter, spartan ultra beast coming up then i would order the extremes sooner rather than later because uh i'm going to be starting to run low on those soon and what else My um, i a I'm going to jump back over to Logan. I think he said he's, he's got one other thing to share with One
2: more us. fun fact. All right, this is, this is kind of I, – I found this interesting. So I was a stunt double for Tom Holland. Oh, you used that one movie. last
0: time. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah, because I was really excited about it. That's my
2: go-to, and I forgot about it. All right, well, I won a game show. I won a game show and, and was able to pay off my student loans by winning a game show back in uh, I don't know what year.
0: Oh, wow. really? What game show?
2: It was a game show called Let's Ask America. It was called Let's Ask America. And you had to, it was like a general knowledge type of, you know, uh, game show. And it was me against like three other people. And I had to knock out each one in the different rounds, each, each one of the other people. Uh, and then at the end, I got to wager the amount that I won up until that point. And if I went all in, I could win five times the amount that I had earned up until oh, that wow. point. So yeah, so I, I walked away with 32500 and was able Damn. to so that was that was uh that was a good day.
0: That was a good That day. is a very good day, yeah. yeah. Especially at that age, you know. Yeah,
2: that was it was a shot of life for sure.
0: Yeah, good stuff. All right. uh right, we're gonna get going again. um What other shout outs do I have to give? I don't know. A bunch of my articles published on Modern Guy. Go over and check them out. um There's a Frontline OCR review. There is a Rugged review. There's a Um, kind of highlighting the Rugged Maniac Extreme, their multi-lap experience is an article highlighting Rugged Maniac uh, VIP experience, so kind of you pay for some of the upgrades. Um, Just published a bunch of new articles on strength and speed. There'll be an Indian Mud Run Guide review uh, publishing on strength and speed. And then uh, some more of my articles are publishing over on the adventure the OCR World Championships website. So there's just an article that came out um, giving you some advice on what races you should sign up for if you're coming to Stratton. Kind of taking it from a couple different angles, you know, if your goal is to do well in the 3K or your goal is to do well in the 15K or you're just there to have the – if you're traveling from super far to have the overall experience, stuff like that. So it kind of approaches it from different angles and gives you reasons you may want to go or sit out from uh, any number of the events uh, for the uh, course of the weekend. All right, go check that out, and we will catch all of you later. Logan and Jenny, thank you for joining me, and we'll see you, uh, I don't know, later this year yeah, wine yeah see you guys see out us. on the course all
2: right yep bye guys all right later guys thanks bye.